the oil and gas industry, the home of innovation, cutting-edge technology, and the extraordinary people who make it all happen. Together, we're powering the world. Here are the stories of business builders who are leading the way in the energy sector. This is Zebra Marketing Solutions Oil and Gas Business Builders Podcast, where we explore the real experiences of today's leaders in business growth with key takeaways to start implementing right now in our own companies. And now here is your host, Laura Kamrath. with Zebra Marketing Solutions, and I'm here today with Asan Bayat. That's correct. Of New Dawn Energy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Asan, for joining us today and for being part of the Oil and Gas Business Builders podcast and for being here at NAEP. Thank you so much. for Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So I also want to make a big thank you to Caterpillar and NAEP, where deals happen for the podcast Pavilion, where this episode is being recorded right now. So Caterpillar Oil and Gas can help build the future of energy with more power and less harm. Bringing experts together to deliver the right outcome, we can help configure, implement, and optimize the right power solutions that the world is demanding. Simply put, Caterpillar Oil and Gas has what tomorrow takes. So does the Oil and Gas Business Builders podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. It's really great to meet you, Asan. Great to have you on the show. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I'll tell you exactly who I am. And um, I'm the executive vice president for business development for New Dawn Energy. is a company that has been founded in 2015. So right on that downturn mm -hmm. of the oil pricing and our principal founding company, it's very interesting. Our founding company is the largest medical software company oh, in the wow. world. And they wanted to diversify into the oil and gas space. Mm -hmm. And so the founder of that company, the medical software company and the CEO of New Dawn Energy just happened to be friends. Yeah. And through that friendship, the software company president contacted our current president and said, uh, we, how about we build an oil and gas company? And so this is how this company was formed. And initially we started acquiring assets that were non-operated one after another. Mm -hmm. And it's it established strong cash flow as a company. It's been a fun journey. And in the last four or five years, we've now acquired over half a million mineral acres. Wow. And for very economic pricing, very rich. But these were next to nothing, these large acquisitions. And it's turned to be extremely lucrative, bringing in majors to come develop it. And other even smaller companies have been developing positions in and around there. And the assets have really appreciated in value. So these are things that we've enjoyed so far. Wow. So what would you say was sort of a secret sauce in your ability to pick up all of these assets when you did have the prices that you did? It's a great question. So... In business development, I, I'll tell you myself, my background is child psychology. Wow. I was never a um, petroleum engineer or a geologist or geophysicist. I started as a child psychologist. My father is 52 years petroleum engineer. So he, he is real petroleum engineering. I myself started child psychology. And so my, the way I approached the business was very, very different. And 
when I was looking at the positions when they came on the market, I was looking at it, if the entire crowd is going one way, which they were all going to the Permian Basin, yeah, I was like, there's a very strong possibility that there's assets being left, you know, that people are not looking at. And so that's where how my strategy was. I was looking at what was not being targeted, what is not being developed, because where everyone is, it's expensive. And and when you're starting out in a business and you want you don't want to spend an arm and a leg going after Sure, they might be high-quality assets, but you don't want to spend the initial capital cost to get in. Why we're super successful as a company, our initial capital entry cost was $37 an acre in different places. So, And now they're being leased at thousands of dollars an acre and then developed and billions of dollars are generated. So the reality is, if you can get in at a very low starting point, that's how you really make money. And so that was my strategy. Where is the crowd not? And geologically, does it make sense as a position? And I figured this is Louisiana. There's probably oil somewhere in there. And so that was our strategy. <laughs> wow. So that's really interesting. So you were telling me about your father. And so you had the experience, the oil industry through your father's career. Right. But you were child psychology. So you right. You know, so what made you decide to you know, come back from, you know, doing child psychology? So, and so like I, I still love child psychology, you know, but I was uh, practiced seven years in child psychology, working with children with developmental disabilities, very rewarding, emotionally rewarding position. And I was very good at it. And I came up with great treatment programs. But after a while, my dad, I was also very young. And my dad was like, now, Esan, you every day you come home from you know work and your arms got blood because these were the some of the most severe on the spectrum on the autistic spectrum and these kids were extremely self-injurious and physically violent children and so they lash out and they bite and do all of this stuff right and so my dad's like Esan, you're still a young kid mm-hmm. you know your hair will be gone <laughs> you will be why don't you try something else? And <laughs> if you don't like it, you could always go back to psychology. And so, which was absolutely fair. And I would, because my field was extremely stressful, there was a constant stress, you know, working with children of the, the kids were, you know, at times stressful, but it was very rewarding. But the, the true stress was from the parents, which yeah. was interesting because I would come up with a great treatment program. But if the parents didn't implement who did they complain? They don't blame the kid. They yeah. complain the psychologist. And I was young. I didn't have a beard and all of the things looking like a Freud. <laughs> so, so they come and blame me. And they would say, hey, my kid's not getting better. And I would say, hey, are you actually doing what I asked you to do? Yeah. And they're not going to come and say yes, yes or no. They just come and do the blame. So that's why I was like, okay, oil and gas has, you know, it comes with stress, comes like that. Yeah. But it's the not, but it's not a constant stress like yeah. child psychology so that's why i felt it was a, a good transition yeah so you got into your acreage and this your company new dawn energy you said in 2017 i believe yeah so we acquired a mineral company this position was initially owned by a timber company uh-huh. which was called la Boquet, 
Louisiana Boise Cascade. And, and so there was a timber company that had almost 300,000 mineral acres of timber and minerals. And so they moved the timber into a mineral hold company and we bought that entire position. And because it was a timber company, they didn't really like people coming and drilling on the land. So this was a, per se, undeveloped, virgin, massive, chunky holding of hundreds of thousands of mineral acres. And because it hadn't been developed, even the company that was marketing it didn't know the value of it. So we, that's why we got it for next to nothing, as they say. And we got a, a really good price on it. And it's turned into really one of our flagship positions as a company. So you basically started your company right before, a couple of years before COVID. Right. And, you know, that was a lot of upheaval for a lot of businesses. You know, oil prices went negative. It was some crazy times. Yep. Would you say that had an impact on your business or how did that impact your business? So even before COVID, the, the Russians, if you recall, uh, and the Saudis also tanked the price even before then. It, it's been a very interesting time in the last three, four years of the price of oil. So 2015, the price was down and it came back. And then 2017, it was, yeah. And then 2018 was okay. Then 2019, we're thinking, oh, it's okay. It's coming back. Then 2020, whoosh, yeah. back. <laughs> 20, you know, and with COVID and uh, 2021, it was still down. Now 2022 came back and now we're, it's kind of flatlined around 70, 80. Around. The reality is those periods, a lot of companies would be like, oh my God, they're scared you know, of, of oil and gas, even because I'm on the board of rice and a lot of these young professionals entering into the oil and gas industry, they're even scared of entering into something that is so up and down. The reality is it's actually very healthy for the industry because it helps oil and gas companies operate more efficiently and, and know how to produce efficiently their assets which well to turn on or which well to turn off. And this has been going on for ever, this type of cyclical. And so oil and gas companies that at the major levels, in the mid levels, like we're approaching the mid level and this is how they are. So it's been very good. And we initially were nervous about this COVID, yeah. but we anticipate there might be another COVID pandemic. We'll get through these kind of things. And I think most companies will too. So. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any tips for people in the industry? Do you have any any thoughts for them? Or, or you know, if you could tell people who are growing businesses in the oil and gas industry one thing right now, what might it be? One thing is, is go to places such as Nick, you know, meet as many people as you can okay and talk to get your name out if you're a small operator meet as many people as you can one of the strategies that because we're only a seven-year-old company and initially we're very small right and how we grew very fast here's a strategy if you're a small operator is image because i have this background of child psychology and the image have a awesome booth. You don't go small, okay? 
haven't because image people look at you just like why do we wear cold clothes that are nice we want to look professional so the reality is your booth represents you so have an awesome booth it might cost a little bit but the reality is even if you have one or two prospects or something have an awesome booth so then you can showcase it and through that strategy we've grown very fast we've partnered with majors we've partnered with these companies because they look at you and they want to be with you yeah that's something no and i agree i i tell the same people because i do digital marketing and right. i help companies with their websites i say the same thing about a website is you know you want it to represent you you want it to make you you know to give you a professional days and and the same thing with, with exactly i agree exactly um do you have any resources you'd like to recommend to our listeners? In what regard? Sorry. Oh, um, a book or a podcast or a thought leader. Is there anyone who you oh. follow? You oh, I read a lot. And that's another thing. Read everything you can. I mean, stay up and current on all what's going on in the markets. I mean, every day I watch, I follow Bloomberg Energy. I mean, just be Oil and Gas Global Network. I mean, follow the podcast, follow, read as much as you can. You should be apprised of what's going on in your industry. And so the more well-rounded, knowledgeable you are, that impresses whoever you meet. Another thing is be diversified in who you are. For example, if you're a young professional or you're and trying to find a position you know, in a company, do not just be very narrow and say, oh, I'm a geophysicist and this is what I do and diversify your resume by doing service outside. You know, for example, like I'm executive vice president for business development. I see anyone that walks through our doors in our company and I don't just look at the resume and say, oh, okay, this is the best geophysicist ever. I look for what does this person also do for humanity? I look for what service organizations do does that person work try to do? Because when that person comes works for us, he's going to represent us. And I want that person to care about everyone, you know? And so I look for these things. And so don't just be thinking about your own career. Yeah, these are things I recommend for anyone that is trying to enter into the workforce. Yeah. No, that's a that's a really good point. I think that's that's a good point in any part of business or in any any part of your career is just sure. is be knowledgeable and and stay current with what's going on. Yeah, I'll show you share this last anecdote. I know we're getting on the time. Like for example, our company, where one of our little asset positions in Benton, our motto as a company, very briefly, is we first want to attain sustainable profit, profitability. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once we achieve that, then we're allocated a portion of our profits to wherever we are developing our assets to that area. And so that area is a small little school, elementary school, and we're raising that school to be number one in Louisiana. And that school was one of the poorest schools we would ever come across. And I want that school to become such a light in the whole city, you know. So, That's amazing. So I think every company can do something in their area. And they just have to have the mindset to, as they say, give back. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's awesome.
Well, thank you very much, Esan, for being on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time out of NAPE. I know you have lots of people to meet over at the booth over at New Dawn Energy. Thank you. So thanks so much for being on the show. Thank, thank you. you to all the listeners on the Oil and Gas Business Builders podcast and to the OGGN for inviting me here to podcast live from NAPE. And I have another slot in a little while. So I'm going to have another guest about uh, 2.45 p.m. CST. So I'll see you guys then. Yeah. Stay on and watch watch the podcast. Thanks, Asan. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Zebra Marketing Solutions Oil & Gas Business Builders Podcast. Join our Oil & Gas Business Builders groups on LinkedIn and Facebook and see our videos on YouTube and on ogbbmedia.com. Visit zmsenergymarketing.com to learn more about how we can help you and your business design and implement a marketing strategy to retain and attract customers, grow revenues, and gain market share. Join us on the next episode for more great takeaways from business builders who are leading the way in the energy sector.